0: McGarry and McNabb. Mackling is back next week. Thank you very much for joining us this morning on the start. And we are very excited for this next one. And Loren, I got to confess something to you here, because what we're about to talk about. I saw this early last week on Facebook while I was off. So I probably should have passed this on to you and Greg. But uh, our guest is an old friend, so I I selfishly held off on saying anything (laughs) Uh, because I wanted to hog it for myself. This has to do with how we've all had to come up with creative ways to pass the time over the last several months. Well, how about build a Viking hut?
1: And you know what, as soon as you texted yesterday, it didn't matter if you sent it last week or this week, Brett, because I love this idea. And of course, Pedro Bedard and his wife, Wendy speary they spent the summer building this Viking hut in the backyard of their St. Francis Xavier home. And they have since, apparently people from around the world are reaching out about it. News outlets from all over the place like Coffeyton Post, The Guardian in the UK, Der Spiegel in Germany. Everyone wants to hear more about this. And so we're joined now to get more about what's going on here with Pedro right now. Good morning, Pedro. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm curious, uh, when I mentioned just some of those newspapers and other websites that have come calling, did you imagine a few months ago when you said, let's build a Viking hut that you'd have people from all over the world reaching out?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised my neighbors were interested. <laughs> Never mind
0: somebody in the UK. You know? <laughs> so why'd you guys build this thing?
2: Uh, well, you know, we, um, we've been... Spending uh, our uh, in August, we go to uh, Gimli to the Islanding uh, Ningidagaran, and we set up a uh, with our friends from the Hands of Lou and, and other uh, Viking reenactors. We set up the Viking Village, and that's always something we look forward to. It's a great time, but of course, last year they or this last summer they did it, um, it was virtual, and there was very little going on for us. So, uh, Wendy and I had been talking about it for a couple of years. And, you know, wouldn't it be cool if wow, wouldn't it be fun if. And then this year we just went, you know what? To hell with it. Let's give it a try. Even if it ends up as a bundle of sticks for the firewood, at least we can say we tried. So, so let's
1: describe so we- this a bit for our listeners, Pedro. Like, what is it? how does it start? Like, what is a Viking hut? Is that an actual thing? And then you've worked off a replica from a website somewhere? Or, like, what does this look like?
2: Sort of. Um, there's lots of different early medieval uh, buildings. And um, there's quite a bit written about them except that they, they tend to focus on large buildings. Uh, people uh, A lot of people have heard of the the Chieftain's Great Hall or the Long Hall or things like that, but not the smaller buildings that were around it, invariably. Um, and so what we did is we, uh, we had a friend of ours, uh, Nathan, he's really well-versed in, in a lot of aspects of uh, early medieval archaeology, and so he sent me a, a, a basically a, a link to a report from West in the UK, and they had um, uh, they had you know an archaeological report, and the nice thing is is they had all of the placement of the beams in the ground because they could see the rotted timbers and things like that. So we picked one of the smaller ones um, that had six um, six beams that was built like an A-frame, and uh, we we went off that, and that's that's basically where we went with it. Um, we we did three different three different techniques. The uh, the roof, of course, is a thatched roof. The front. Uh, is uh, planks, which they did have, wooden planks, um, and the back is something called wattle and daub, um, which is still uh, used and repaired in the UK. It's basically a lattice work of um, thin uh, wood, um, that's sort of woven in and out. And then what you do is you take a mixture of mud, grass, and sand, and smoosh that all in there so it makes a solid, um, a solid wall. And so, so that's what we did.
0: And when it came to actually building this thing as well, I understand that you didn't use any power tools.
2: No, no power tools used at all. I used, um, I used a hand saw that I built. Um, I've got wood chisel, um, you know, mallet that I turned on a lathe, um, that kind of thing. And um, the only modern thing I really used were uh, were nails because the thought of forging that many nails for the front just, just made me sad. So I thought, you know what? Nobody's going to see these after they rust up. Heck with it. So I just use modern modern nail.
1: <laughs> I think it's worth pointing out for our listeners that you've been the blacksmith at Festival de Voyageur for 30 years. And so you've got some, you know, when it comes to working with metal and all the rest, you've got a background in this. So what drove your passion to get into this stuff? Cause, because not a lot of people would say, they might say, I want to build this, but then they wouldn't necessarily know how, Pedro.
2: Well, yeah, that was the thing. I mean, when I was 19, there was no such thing as the internet. Um, And I started blacksmithing because I joined a a medieval reenactment group called the Society for Creative Anachronism. And um, there was one book at the library um, called The Edge of the Anvil, um, which was sort of a a primer on blacksmithing. And I had taken that book out so much that the librarian finally looked at me and she said, you know what, you're the only person that takes this book out. Do you want to buy it? (laughs) Um, So I did, and I still have it in my library.
0: And now you also mentioned something called the Hands of Lou. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit more about that? Yeah, Hands of Lou is a
2: an early medieval well, what most people call Viking era uh, reenactment group. Um, uh, the rules are fairly strict um, for uh, for costume and for equipment, um, even tented, um, that kind of thing. Um, and the nice thing is is that it, when people are new, they come in, um, oh, some of the older reenactors. We all have extra stuff that we can pass their way, with the understanding that I'm lending this to you, but you got to make your own or have your own made for you. And so it builds up like that. It's uh, it's a very uh, it, it's really quite an encouraging um, group to be with.
1: Have you slept in it? Like, have have you? Beyond just t- what have you done in it? You hang out. And have is it like now like a, a shack for drinks or like what? What what's the plan for this thing? <laughs>
2: it's, not, it's not that kind of thing. Well, actually, there is a bed and we have slept on it. Uh, my wife made a um, made a uh, basically a straw mattress for it, um, which isn't as uncomfortable as you might think. Uh, I made a table in there. There's a little. Uh, there's a stool. Uh, I've got cups, uh, wooden bowls. Uh, I made shelves based on, um, uh, based on uh, uh, archaeological examples from a, a find called Hedeby in Scandinavia. And so we, now we've got little shelves to put stuff on, and you know, we're just doing the homey little touches. So, yeah, yeah, we slept in it. We hung out in it. It's, um, yeah, really nice. Is
0: it winter-proof?
2: Um, it, the wind gets through it. Um, the thing is, is that I mean, we use a lot of uh, prairie tall grass for the roof. And we realized that it, it, it's not quite enough to keep out uh, the wind. It'll keep out the, the rain is actually pretty good. Um, it's, it's been rained on several times, and it's, it's nice and dry under there. Um, and now, snow we haven't had much of it. Um, so we'll see what happens when, when we get a real Manitoba snowstorm. Uh, now I'm kind of interested in finding out what's going to happen at that point.
1: So we know that you've gotten uh, reaction from around the world with, you know, the, the Guardian in the UK, newspapers in Germany, Huffington Post reaching out. But you said you didn't think the neighbours would even be interested, let alone people around the world. What have yeah. the neighbours said about this, uh, <laughs> this oh, hut
2: in not, your yard? Not much. Uh, well, one of my neighbours, they're, they're, uh, they're inside a lot. Um, she's, not, she's not overly well, so she doesn't want to risk COVID. And our other neighbours, are um, uh, they, their house is up for sale, as a matter of fact. And uh, they've, they've moved to um, uh, somewhere in southern Manto, I can't remember where, um, to be closer to her dad. So it's, it's a very quiet little little street I live on. Um, there's only about seven houses in the area where I live, so it's pretty quiet. The deer, on the other hand, are very interested in
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Have they taken any, any parts of it away?
2: No, you know what? The grass is dead, so there's really nothing for them. And there's, there's way more to eat around like, uh, for them. Though we do get birds nesting up inside uh, the the roof cap sometimes, so I got to take a stick and sort of scare them away. I don't want them nesting in there all winter.
1: So before we let you go, we did ask about uh, it's winter proof. Does that mean you are planning to spend a night or two in there in the winter?
2: That's the plan. Of course, I'll be I'll be sleeping in a um, in a, a very thick army sleeping bag. Um, so just just to cheat a little bit. So you're
1: going to have the bed made of straw, but you won't, like, have a straw blanket or whatever would have been used back then. Yeah,
2: I I don't know that there's enough wool blankets that'll keep me warm in minus 35.
0: (laughs) Well, Pedro, listen, man, this is really, really cool stuff. And uh, congratulations and all the, first of all, on on achieving the goal of building this. I mean, you guys came up with an idea and and made it happen. And uh, this is, I think this is just extraordinary stuff. So thank you for taking some time to talk to us. Great to talk to you again, bud. Hey, no worries. Thanks for your interest. Pedro Bedard and his wife, Wendy Speery spent the summer building themselves a Viking hut in their backyard.